you need to be reminded of the gospel. You need to be encouraged to live out the gospel. We must grow in our love for Christ and for others. Um, We need the body of Christ to come alongside us to love, support, encourage, um, and lift us up. This is the Single Mom Cast. I'm Mel Hyatt. And I'm Pam Keneally. Pam, we have a co-worker with us today. Yes. Yay. We have Kelly Wehunt. Hello. Welcome, Kelly. Um, it is a wonderful thing to be here. Kelly is on staff with Arise, and she has helped me co-host the podcast, but she's never been under the spotlight, Pam. Yes, yes. So to- she's just sitting there with, with us knowing she's going to do great, and so we're excited. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> we're about to ask you some questions, yes. girl. I, yeah. am, I am ready. I'm excited. I had some coffee. And so I also fun. have the voice going a little bit. So it's that, it's that like allergy time of yeah, year. Yeah, it's fall in Oklahoma. Yeah. C is for coffee. Or in coughing. <laughs> oh, coughing. Okay. <laughs> coffee and coughing, which are things that you need coffee for church because it's early in the morning and I seem to always have a cough whenever it's a quiet situation. So that's my segue to say, Kelly, we're super excited because I know this is a topic you are passionate about. But before we jump into the topic, what would you like our listeners to know about the lady Kelly Weehunt. Well, hello. Um, I am on staff at the fabulous Arise Single Moms. I'm the director of programs and events. Um, but before that, I worked for 20 years in churches, and I worked either in student ministry or children's ministry. So I've worked with a lot of families with all different backgrounds and life circumstances. Um, but I'm also a mom to three beautiful children. My youngest is in elementary school, and my older two are middle schoolers. Bless your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's lovely. Can yes. you imagine, Pam? Oh, my goodness. Yes. She <laughs> needs our love and prayers and support. They I are mean, awesome. Their school schedule is not. Right. That's yes. really the... Whew. Yes. Yes, that can be busy. Well, you guys, I, I'm sitting here feeling like I know some things about Kelly. I just want to share, first of all, yes, she is very, very great, but she's passionate, and she's passionate about the local church, but also she's, I'll tell you behind the scenes, she's Funky. She is very dependable. She's a great team player. And I really want you to listen to what she has to say because, because um, she's very passionate about it. And I hope it'll be a great truth and encouragement to you today. So Kelly, can you just tell us or moms why you are passionate about single moms finding a local church? Um, so I have been through divorce and I have been through attending church alone with my children. Um, I remember that lost feeling of trying to figure out where I belonged. And it is a lost, hopeless kind of feeling. I I know you both Mm -hmm. have experienced that. I don't think there's any better way to describe it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of our listeners have felt that way, walking through a church, trying to figure out where to go, what to do. Um, And I was even on staff at a wonderful church when it was happening. And I still had those feelings. So I can't imagine walking into a brand new place, what that would be like. Um, But I was very fortunate to have people in my life who spoke these truths to me. They said, Kelly, you still belong in church. You belong in our small group. And you are seen and loved and needed. And that was life-changing for me and my kids. I mean, there have been ups and downs and struggles, of course, but I don't know 
what I would do without the community that God has put around us through my church. And so I'm passionate because of the impact church has had on my life, but I'm also passionate because so many single parents just aren't in church. I mean, we know the statistics, we know the, you know, one in four households raised by a single mom, right? But what's staggering to me is that more than 80%, I mean, I've heard as high as 80% are not in a local church. Um, and think about that. Like that is a huge amount of people that are missing out on the community that God provides and honestly that he commands for us to have as believers. Um, so I'm passionate too, because I think of all those moms feeling like they don't have a place because of their life circumstance. And I just want to look at each of you in the eyes and say, you do, you absolutely have a place in church. Kelly, this is going to sound a little similar, but I I think I almost just wanted you to say it again to make sure they hear it, especially the people sitting in the back, right? You're passionate about church because in a way you're saying the community that it created saved you during that really hard season, but you had sort of cultivated that before you went through your divorce. So then it was something that proved itself to be true during that hard time. But what would you say to the, those single moms, whether they're already in a church or they're not going, they're part of that statistic of why, like just cut and dry, why is it important for them to go? Yeah, absolutely. And because it's a lot of work getting at like churches at a Sunday morning, you know, it's not my favorite it's a time thing. for it. And then getting your kids and then doing scary things takes a lot of like emotional bandwidth and all of those stuff. So why would I use the little bit of margin that I have? What would you say to me? Absolutely. And I'm glad you asked it that way because I don't for a moment during this podcast to come across like, oh, this is just an easy thing for you to do. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this can be a really hard thing. Um, But I think first and foremost, we have to go to God's word. Um, And the reality is that God did not create us to do life alone. Um, I believe we have an enemy who tries to shame us for our life circumstances. Yeah. he tries to keep us away from the local church because he so desperately wants us to try to do it on our own. Um, but we can't. I mean, every time we will wind up tired and beat up and frustrated yeah. um, because everyone, whether you're a single parent or not, you need to be reminded of the gospel. You need to be encouraged to live out the gospel. We must grow in our love for Christ and for others. Um We need the body of Christ to come alongside us to love, support, encourage, um, and lift us up. And the reality is we also need a place to grow in our giftings and to use them to serve others. And so single mom, I, um, I just want you to hear me clearly when I say that God is not done with you. Um, you need the church and the church needs you. It's worth it, right? It's worth the hard It is worth the hard. And again, not that there won't be struggles, not that there won't be hiccups. I think we might get to some of those in a minute, but um, it's worth it. You know, you talked about the difficulty of of, uh, what it is to get involved in church, but I'm thinking about the mom who says, okay, I've taken a deep breath. I am going to put my foot out there 
and I'm going to try to either go for the first time or I'm going to try to go back. I'm going to try, but she has a big, big problem, and that is what advice would you give her about searching for a church to belong to? Where does she start? And she could go to a church and it just be a horrible experience at first, and then there's courage to go back and search for another one. What advice would you give a single mom who is searching for a church to belong to? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, I think for anyone, you start by, like if you're just starting totally from scratch, you have no idea. I think you ask your Christian friends. I think you ask your coworkers, ask your neighborhood coffee shop. I mean, just ask around um, and try them. Um, don't feel for a second like, just because you go to one, you have to stay there. Um, mm -hmm. Try them all. Um, I would encourage you to be watchful of what's being taught. Um, is the gospel being taught? Is scripture the focus on a weekly basis? Um, are there places that you can serve? Um, just be prayerful, be open, and surrender to what God might have for you and your kids. And I know it's scary, but this can be an exciting time in your life um, as you seek and search out where you need to be. Um, so I, of course, would encourage that of all believers, but then single mom, I encourage you to ask around for places that specifically have a place for single moms. And you might not get, um, you might not be able to find a lot of answers right then. So don't let it stop you from visiting someplace, even if they don't have a place that's just like specifically for you. But that might also give you some places to try to go, oh, I, they already have something that's specifically for someone in my circumstances. Yeah. I appreciate your advice of like, try it, you know, because we have so many different types of churches for the same reason we have so many different types of restaurants. Like what fills me and is good for me and my kids might be different than you. And that's okay. Yeah. But to be brave and, and maybe, um, you know, I like to take people along with me when I try new scary things. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to ask your friends, you know, to go with you or, or a coworker or something like that. I feel like people have always been willing to, oh, to come okay. alongside. Yeah, I'll Absolutely. go try that with you. You know what? And but I, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I would definitely say, um, don't necessarily shy away from somewhere that might make you a little uncomfortable because that's okay. Um, it's okay if there are things that are being taught that are biblical that make you go, oh, okay. I didn't necessarily enjoy hearing that, but it is truth and yeah. I do need truth and I do need to respond to truth. So um, definitely keep that in mind too of it might not be completely comfortable, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to be reminded that the question I initially asked had the word search, searching for a church. I didn't say finding. That's different to me than searching. You know, um, you may go to a church and walk in and immediately just go, I don't belong here. You know, just continue to just try it out and see, but say, I am on a search. Remember that word search. Yeah. And a lot, and, and you could literally search for a church right online now. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I know, um, when I was looking for a new church, I went and watched the service online and you can kind of get a glimpse feel. into it. It doesn't feel the same as when yes. you're in the building, but I at least knew, oh, this is the style or this is the, the 
the person leading it, this is the pastor, you know, and you might know right away of yeah, like, what I want to come here for me. Yeah, so, exactly. and that helps with saving on time. Like you mentioned earlier, yeah, your time is important. Yeah. So do a little, do a little, it's going to take a little homework. I want to take this even further. We're talking about searching and finding, but sometimes even getting to that part feels impossible because the reality is some of our listeners have been really hurt by the church, people in the church, people who represent the church, all of the things around the word. And so the C word almost becomes like a bad, you know, a bad hurtful word. So what yeah. would you say, and you probably have a single mom in mind when we're talking about this, mm -hmm. what would you say to a single mom who has been hurt? Yeah. And, um, you know, my heart breaks even just hearing the question, even though I knew it was coming because it is, if you've experienced hurt from the church, um, it is real and it is valid and it's devastating. Um, and so I think the best way to answer this question is to remind everyone that each and every one of us are all image bearers of Christ. Um, because of our fallen world, we all sin. And it is that sin that has caused the hurt you experienced in the church. Um, I am sorry for the hurt you've experienced. It is real and it is painful, like I said, um, but I must plead with you to understand that it is not the church as a whole that hurt you, but the sin of the people involved. And so I think when we think of it that way, it kind of helps us to stay, take a step back and go, it's not just the church. It was, it was sin that did that. Um, now, does that mean you have to keep going to that church that hurt you? Absolutely not. Um, but seek Christ in prayer. And if there's another church body you should visit or attend, do it. Take that step. Um, but bottom line is don't let the sin of a few keep you from the community that we so desperately need and are commanded to have by Scripture. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to minimize anyone's situation by telling this story, but my counselor had said this to me once, and I will never forget this. We were talking about this very thing. And she said to me, have you ever had food poisoning? Mm -hmm. Which have you ever, Kelly? I have. Pam, have mm -hmm. you? It's been a while. Oh, and I've never it's eaten that thing again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But have you eaten again? Yeah. And have you eaten mm -hmm. out? Absolutely. And so she had sort of said that same thing to me of that we can't take that moment and generalize it to every church and every person in the church because if that's the case, I remember the restaurant I was eating at that I got food poisoning and what I ate and I've never eaten at that restaurant again, but I have eaten at a restaurant and it was just her way of, and that's why I was saying I'm not minimizing what happened, but a perspective of that we want to tell you to have faith, mm -hmm. um, to have faith and to look for another safe place because they are out there and it is hard. And we're just going to keep saying, I think in this podcast that we can do hard things and you just need to, to, if it's, we believe it's worth it. And so I it's love, worth doing the hard thing. And I love that at Arise Single Moms all the time, we talk about how single moms are the strongest people. We yeah. Know. Yeah. And this is an area that takes strength, especially if you've been hurt. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're strong enough to do it. We yeah. are. And I just want to ask a side question here that why do these moms 
need to be in church? I mean, you've sort of answered it. Yes, we need community. Um, but talk about the children. Talk about, you know, just, um, and that, that may be something you're going to address later. But I just, you know, so why should they be in church? I think um, everything I said before about why you need to be in church, why it's important, I think it's important to remember that that also applies to your children. Um, And I know that this can be a hard subject. And honestly, Pam, I think this sometimes keeps people from church because they immediately start to think, but my kids don't want to go or they don't go with dad. So why would I take them with me? Because that's going to be weird or, you know, whatever the circumstance may be. But um, I just want to point out that don't let feeling bad about making them do something that they aren't excited to do um, stop you because I want you to consider the influence that your kids will have from having other adult believers in their life. Um, Even if it's difficult to get them there, some of the best discipleship can happen to our kids when they, quote, have to go to church. (laughs) Well, right, because we're saying what we believe is important, then we give our kids a front row seat to that. Mm -hmm. So I will always tell my kids, like, you need to have community in your life. You need to have really good friends and you need to, or you need to have that uh, people who are older than you pouring into you. And I believe those things are true. Then I should give them a front row seat to that. And the front row seat to community and connection is a good church. Um, so I, I, I think that, I think you're right on with that. You know, and I just, the reason I asked that question, which I want to come back to it again, is that I'm thinking of the single mom class that we started at a particular church and um, these moms have truly found family there. They, it's a place that they can go in and they can, you know, share what they're feeling. They're not judged. They feel accepted. It's a place where they can come alongside other moms, help other moms. It, it has taught them to reach out. And life is not all about them anymore. It's about helping the community. And that's been very helpful. So there's a lot of other benefits you know, Absolutely. for you that you don't know. And I'm not saying that you have to force them to be in the church every single time the doors are open. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, Mel, just like you said, you're showing them that it's a priority. You're showing them that it's worth it. And look, mom, I think you even say to your kids, mom's been hurt by the church before. Or, you know, mom knows that this can be hard sometimes, mm-hmm. but this is important. And here's why. And we're going to continue to do this together. Exactly. You know what? I would venture to say that a lot of our moms in some way would like to be involved in the church. They really would like to be, but I know there are many who don't and for big reasons. And we've kind of talked about that, but as I want to address some of these. And so can we just start with a big one? And I'm thinking about divorced moms. That's one segment. Maybe a divorced mom is listening today and Many of them have heard the phrase, God hates divorce. And then they begin to read that and demeaning God hates me. Um, I know that many feel this statement excludes them from the church. Can you talk about that? I'm so glad you asked that question. And honestly, I'll probably spend a little bit of time on this one because it's a big one. Um, But first of all, I just want to say very clearly that if you've been the horribleness if you've been through the horribleness of a divorce and someone has said those words to you, um, I just want to pause and say, I am so sorry. Yes, I am so sorry. Um, I, this might sound strange, but I truly believe that most of the time 
It is well-meaning people who say things not fully understanding the damage that they are causing. Yeah. I say, I say well-meaning because I believe most people know that scripture holds marriage in a high regard. And of course we should too. Um, I think these people truly just want to see a marriage not fail and they want to see your family together. Um, but the reality is that as sinful people, we encounter circumstances where staying in a marriage is just not right. Um, and God's love for you does not depend on your marriage staying together. And so if you have been through, especially if you've been something through something terrible like infidelity or abuse, I just want you to pause for a second and realize that most people can't even comprehend the pain that you have gone through. And you know what? Like, praise God for that. Like, sometimes when I get frustrated with how people respond to certain things, I have to pause and go, I'm so glad they don't even have the bandwidth to understand what I've been through. Because mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't wish that on anyone, right? Um, but because they don't understand, they might say things not understanding the damage that they are causing. So I say all that. But I want to get to that statement, God hates divorce. So this usually comes from Malachi 2.16. Um, and I know we don't have time to go into all the details about translations and how we translate scripture. Um, we might be able to put some resources on here for you. But um, in summary, when this passage was originally written, it was written in Hebrew. And when the King James Version came out in the 1800s, instead of translating this verse word for word, they did it as an interpretation instead. And so that gave us the phrase, God hates divorce. Um, but when you look at the word for word translation, what the writer of Malachi is actually getting at is that God, who's a good father, who made his children in his image and his likeness, he has a hatred that isn't necessarily on the divorce. If you look at the Hebrew structure of the verse, his hatred is actually toward the sin that institutes and executes an unfaithful way of living that shows hatred against a wife or a husband. And in so doing that, the sinful person breaks the marriage contract. And so where is God's anger, his displeasure, his righteous justice aimed toward? It's not toward divorce. It's actually aimed at the sin that causes an unjust divorce. And so there's a lot that could be said about this, but the bottom line is if you've been through a divorce, God does not hate you. God does not hate me. God hates the sin that led to it, but he does not hate you. God still loves you. God still can use you. You are not an outcast. You are not cast aside. Um, Everyone in church has messes. And you might just feel like yours is a little more on display, but don't let that stop you from getting involved. The church is a place for all repentant sinners no matter the sin, and there's not one single person who attends church based on their own merit. And so if you've encountered a church that discourages you from coming or from being involved simply because you've been divorced, don't go there. Go find another one. (laughs) That is not, Mm -hmm. um, go find a different church because they are not aligning with scripture at all. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for bringing that up in the redirection and to say, even if you are the reason why the divorce happened and it was all your sin that crumbled everything, like God is still bigger than that. You know, Jesus died on the cross for all of those things. And he's not upset that you needed him and that you want to walk into a space that was created 
for you to experience him in community. And so, um, I always think, you know, there's all these, I love that you brought a light to the interpretation and those things. Even if that wasn't true, you still get to walk in the doors. Absolutely. And that's, what's so great about what Jesus did on the cross and what he did for us. Yes. I think the bottom line that I would not want this to keep you from church and it's the word shame. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is what would break my little heart. When I think about all of our single moms, I'm talking to you, single mom, you're driving down the road, you're listening to this. The reason you have not moved in that direction is, first of all, fear, um, uh, fear of judgment, fear of so many things. But the bottom line might be, might be shame. And, oh, my goodness, you know, all of us have felt shame about one thing or another, and we do the best we can, but we just, we move forward through that. We know that God has a plan, and if that's the reason that's keeping you from going, we, we get it. And at Arise Single Moms, we come alongside you to show you who you are in Christ and to build you up for the truth about who you are. So, you know, I just had to address the shame No, I issue. love that. That's a big mm-hmm. reason. I, that's a big reason why anyone doesn't want to go in, you know, we all feel a little judged and, and any of those things. I think for adults, that's definitely a really big reason. This is a great segue, Pam, because I was going to circle back to the kids thing and the, um, like kids and teenagers. And, um, while I think adults, usually it's one reason why they're afraid to walk through the door. I think kids and teenagers have all different other types of reasons. Um, and sometimes it's that they just don't like the pizza, but what would you, let's talk about the single mom who's like, Hey, I believe all of this that you're saying, and I'm willing to do hard things and face this, but my kids absolutely do not want to go. They don't want to have any part of it. What are you saying to her, Kelly? I think, um, I think we go back to them seeing the priority that it is in your life. Them, you, you sitting them down and explaining to them that we aren't made to do life alone. Um, that we are made to have community with other people. I think you also remind them that God made them for a higher purpose than just living for themselves. And that church is a place where they have the opportunity to pour into other people's, uh, into other people in a different way than they do anywhere else. Um, and the reality is they are getting fed lies from so many directions in their life, from their phone from school sometimes, um, maybe even from the other parent or whatever situation you find yourself in, um, even lies that they're telling themselves. And so I think you look at them and say, as your mom who loves you, why would I not take you to a place that's going to teach you truth Yeah, about who you are? Um, and, you know, then there's the hard stuff that's like, oh, they're tired. And well, it's like, well, they're tired going to school, but you make them go to school. You I know? was going to say that. I, I always tell my boys, we have three rules. We go to school. Why? And they'll be like, to get an education. And I'm like, and we shower. Why? You know? And then we go to church. Why? And I do the, they know why I want them to go to church. It's yeah. not because they say, oh, because my mom wants me to go to heaven or my mom wants me to be a better person. It's because my mom thinks I deserve community. Absolutely. Like we talk about this a lot. And so we're, as moms, we make our kids do things that they don't want to do that's good for them. I mean, do you All remember? I will never forget, Pam, I bet you remember this too, even though I know like you were always like, I mean, you have grandkids now, but I bet you, you remember when you took your kids to get shots and that little baby 
looked up at me and made eye contact with me and just was screaming like, mom, why are you letting them do this to me? Because I knew it was what was best for them, right? Yeah. And so as moms, we have to sometimes, I mean, I think you definitely have open discussions so they don't think, oh, I'm being drugged to church, like, but here's why, here's the why behind it. So yeah. And again, it can be really difficult. And again, it's not, you know, don't, don't put this pressure on yourself that they just have to be there for every single thing all the time. I think you use wisdom in knowing like there's been weeks that my kids really have been exhausted and I've Mm -hmm. said, okay, that's fine. Maybe we don't go today, but that means you are going Wednesday or you are going to this Bible study or whatever. And they're usually like, okay. And even, um, even if it's a little bit of a fight at first, I, I still just say it's a fight worth having. Yeah, it sure is. You know what? I want to come at this from a totally different direction from anything that either of you have said. And I'm talking to the mom who has high school seniors, juniors, and they are in a situation and their child is very rebellious. Just in life in general, you haven't been able to fix it or change it or maneuver or control the direction you want them to believe You have a good relationship with them, but it's just not working. Um, I can speak on that. I know Kelly has young kids that have not, she's not gone through that. Mel has wonderful kids that are in high school. One graduated, she used to be a youth pastor, and her kids have, have followed that path. And I'm so grateful. I hope they continue. But I have a little bit of a different story from personal experience. Mom, if you have a a child, not a little one, because you can still direct them and tell them it's, you know, this is the way we're going to do it. But I'm talking about a senior that is very rebellious about church and being there with kids, and it's just not their place. And so what do you do about that? And I know because I faced that. Listen, if you, um, I faced that in a blended family situation. And so what do you do about that? It is so, it is, you just struggle with it. And I, if you're in that place, I want you to listen to me. You need to keep your posture as an ally and not an adversary. You, you need to keep that posture. You need to keep the door of communication open with them. Ask curious questions about what they believe or why they believe what they do. Um, emphasize, you know, I, I understand you doubt, but this is, this is, this is where I'm coming from. Keep the door of communication open because your child's belief at that point is not your job. Managing your anxiety is, but you can close the door of communication off forever almost if you hound and push and make and make demands and take keys away from the car and it becomes a violent situation in your home. So I just want, you know, God is bigger than that. Uh, In the end, your child's faith is about God's redemptive work, and it's not about you controlling it. I just say that to say God is in control. God has a bigger plan for your children. In spite of your mothering, he is good. And just keep in mind that your job is an ally, and it's not to be an adversary. And you may face that, and you may not. But from my experience, I've seen over the long haul, because my kids now have kids, that that you keep the door of communication open as best you can. So um, with that being said, um, I just wanted to ask you, Kelly, we, you've just been so great and opened our eyes to so many things this morning. And 
Uh, I, I love what you've said. The value of the church is, is so valuable when you're raising your children. Um, but is there any one last thing you'd like to say to our moms or to our single moms that we haven't said yet? Yeah. Um, I mentioned before that you need the church, uh, but single mom, I want to reiterate that the church needs you. Um, so once you get your foot back in the door of the church, I want to encourage you to look for ways you can serve. Um, you still have so much to give. And so God wants to use you, even if your life doesn't look perfect. I mean, none of our lives look perfect. Let's be honest. Nobody's does. But God can use anything to share his love with others, yet he wants to use you. And so do not hide away because of your life circumstances and embrace the call that he has on your life because it is an adventure. I love that. Wow, there's so much to say. Um, I I want to look it up real quick because I saw a quote the other. You know how love quotes people. So just give me two seconds as I try to find this. Uh, oh, here it is. Um, I love this. Corey Ten Boom said, The wonderful thing about praying is that you leave a world of not being able to do something, and you enter God's realm where everything is possible. Friends, everything is possible when you enter into that realm of God's plan for you. Everything is possible. What is your everything today? Finances, relationships, kids' behavior. What is your everything? Peace. You enter that realm where everything is possible and that realm that God has created for you to be a part of the community, to let that breathe that into you is the church. It's Jesus said so. So I want you to experience that realm of possibility. And that is one way that God has told us to enter into that. And then I want to close this podcast by saying, by reiterating 1 John 3, 1, and it's how great is the Father's love that he has lavished his love on you. Now, it's probably been a long time since you have felt anybody lavish love on you. Your kids probably aren't going to do that till they um, graduate and get out and they realize what you did. And then trust me, they will come back and they will lavish their love on you. They're probably not going to get that. They're at the stage where you and raising the kids, they're wanting snacks and they're wanting this and they're wanting that. But the Father wants to lavish his love on you. And today, we want you to feel the Father's lavished, extravagant, extraordinary love on you because He does love you. You are a woman of value. You do have a place in the church. You do have a place, of course, in Arise Single Moms. And today, it's our purpose to come to you to feel His love, to feel our love, and to know moving forward that God has a plan for you, a plan for good. You can trust Him. And as always, we want you to remember that Arise Single Moms wants to come alongside your journey.